Just the general tone of this conversation, I need to listen to more episodes. I think that doesn't get nearly enough attention. So you guys are doing a service with this type of podcast. All right. Hey, Scott, how's it going today? Doing well, doing well. How about you? I'm excited to talk a little bit about Casago Del Mar and share a bit of our story. Yeah, this will be good, Adam. How are things going in your neck of the woods? Things are going great. Like Scott said, I think it's going to be interesting for us to help the homeowners that we're talking with understand a little bit about our background and, and why we've selected the markets that we've done and the partners that we've done. So looking forward to this discussion. Yeah, right on. So this will be a different episode. Obviously, typically we have, we might have a guest on, we might do an interview. This is a different approach. So we're, I think the title of today's episode is Delmar Difference. And a lot of companies say this, by the way, Scott, a lot of people say we're different. It's become one of those signs. I think the joke, this is a Seth Godin thing, is you go to a car rental place and the car rental place has a sign in there that says excellence, customer service and all this kind of stuff. And then you look down and it's like a dingy carpet and there's fluorescent lights and you're waiting for 85 minutes to get like a four cylinder Honda. And you're just like, I don't think those things match up. So how do we take, how do we take that? Like, idea of like difference and apply it to the background and why you guys started Casago Del Mar, because there are companies like that maybe in your market. So what's going to make Casago Del Mar stand out and really stand up on its own two feet? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you're spot on, especially in our market, right in our industry. And and you've taken a company like Vacasa that has come in and really tried to make most of the industry a commodity, right? And that's both guests, owners, and their properties. For us, my background is all over the place, but really leaning into the vacation rental, we've wanted to build something new. We've wanted to build something different. And really the words we are using are boutique and curated. We're doing the opposite that Vacasa has done. We're coming in and saying, we're going to be small and stay small. And it's probably, we've said 50 units. We've said, hey, maybe 75 is the high. We're really looking at a very specific unit type with very specific and aligned owners And we're not looking to be massive. We're looking to have an experience with very specific owners that fit our model. And we've talked about this before. We have a survey that we ask all prospective owners to complete. And essentially that tells us if they're aligned with the things that we see is important to us. And without taking that survey or without matching on that survey, we're not accepting owners. So this is a very curated portfolio with one thing in mind, and that's to provide a great experience both to the owners and to the guests. So we build repeat business and have a truly different model. We're not looking to have one size fits all. And we talked about this before in previous episodes. We're also not looking to span the market. We're not going to be something for everyone. You look at the Vacosta in in Ocean City or in Delaware, and you can go on there now and get a property from $50 a night to $3,500 a night, right? And you look at it and go impossible for your team to service that and know where to put their time. Where do they want their time most spent? And we all know in this industry, the time sucks are always the lower end units. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that for our owners. We don't want to do that for the guests. We don't want to do it for our team. We're going upper top end of the market, and we're going to have the best experience in Ocean City and Delaware for both owners and guests. Mm-hmm. Adam, how'd you get roped into this? You could have stayed on the nice, soft, I feel like vendor side of things and not had to get your hands dirty with dealing with all these different property managers and owners. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you come into this, the fold here? And why'd you agree to this? It seems like a challenging endeavor. <laughs> it is. Vacation rentals in general are always challenging, but Scott and I are definitely up for the challenge. Our team is up for the challenge and we've got the background. It, it's interesting to your point, Conrad, it's easy to say we're different and we're going to be different and look at the sign on the wall because it says they were excellent. The reality is that there's a lot of pieces. There are a lot of variables that have to come together in order to be different. 
And one of those variables is timing. So Scott and I have a deep history in the vacation rental space. We have a deep history in Ocean City and the Delaware beaches. We know that this is the right time for a number of reasons. The industry as a whole is changing. It's going through a number of different changes on the technology side. It's going through changes on the owners and guest side from expectations all the way down through what we believe the right property fits will be and, and what those property fits will be for the homeowners, for the guests, and for the property management companies. And then we also are going through some economic changes, large scale across the full economy, but also specifically to this industry and specifically to the Ocean City and Delaware markets. And then as Scott mentioned, there's the challenges that Ficasa has in this specific market. And given our history, our, personally, Scott and I in the vacation rental space, but even more importantly, our team's history in the Ocean City and Delaware markets, we feel very confident that we can step in and make a very quick change. Now, to Scott's point, some of that has to do with where our attention and our focus is going to be. So when we say boutique, we are referring to that attention. We are taking a small curated portfolio of units for a specific reason. We want to make sure that we have the time and the attention to put on those homes, those homeowners and those guests to make sure that it's an exceptional experience. So we're not looking for, you know, to Scott's point, every home that could fit every budget. We're not looking to span every part of the market. We're looking for the right fit with the property, right fit with the homeowner. And then we're going to build an exceptional guest experience with all of those pieces. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about this, I forget if it was like episode one or two, if folks scroll back in the archives, they can find it. But we did an initial episode on Casago and why that was a partner that you guys chose. Chosen, obviously, we've had Steve on the show many times as well. But could we, you just kind of refresh my memory and the listener's memory on what is Casago? How do they play a role in this? You could have gone solo. So why partner up with that platform and that company to help you build out some of the infrastructure to build this company? Yeah, I'm happy to. So I think that there's value in a national presence. Now, there's also some concern around a national presence. And as we just mentioned, Vacasa, that was their approach. We're this large national company and we're going to come in and we're going to change everything because we've got a national presence. Clearly, that's not working the way that they intended. But I still think there's a lot of value in having that national reach. So when Scott and I were developing Del Mar Beach Vacations, we chose to, to seek out a franchise that we felt would be a good fit. Now, we've got the background. We could have gone out and built this on our own, but we were also concerned about that timing, and we want to make sure that we hit the right window of timing and scale as quickly as we can. Casago, with that national approach, has the ability to have a full tech stack that we can step into and start to use really quickly. So we thought of this from the approach of how can we have a national presence? How can we build our tech stack out as quickly as possible? How can we time the market as at the right time? Now, to take a step back for anyone who might not know what Costago is a national franchise for vacation rental managers. And again, you can go back into previous episodes and hear why we believe franchises are part of the future of this industry. But one of them is the ability to build out a playbook. And that's exactly what Casago's done, right? So in essence, what they've done is built out a tech stack and a playbook that they can give to vacation rental managers to go in and build their market. Now, what will surprise many people is that when we think of franchises is typically someone that might be new to an industry, they'll go out and get a franchise so they can get a head start. That's not the case with Casago. A lot of the franchisees in Casago have really deep histories in this industry, similar to Scott and myself, where we saw the value in bringing that history together with other franchisees so we could all build this together nationally. But at the same time, we are locally owned, locally operated. We make our own decisions. So we felt like it was the best of both worlds. We got some of those national benefits that Vacasa had touted and 
told the industry we're so great. But at the same time, we maintain that control and the autonomy to make the decisions that we want to make specific to this industry, specific to this market, but also specific to the brand that we want to build. One note that was on the outline here, Scott, was talking about what makes Delmar different. The last line on that, I think, is interesting, guest and homeowner focused. And I think we've even talked about this on previous episodes with other guests of the show. And it seems like, in my experience in the industry, there people will sometimes pick a side. It tends to be the owner side. The logic is always, if I lose this owner, it's going to be bad because I'm going to lose this home. I can go find more guests. So if I happen to upset this guest, I can live with it because there's more guests out there, but there's it's harder to find a homeowner. Logically, that's true. So how do you bridge the gap of that statement, guest and homeowner focused? And how are you going to resolve it either already with the units that you guys have or in the future when there's a dispute? Owner says A, guest says B. How do we actually bridge the gap between those two people and then leaving them happy in, at the end of that scenario? Yeah, no, it's the perfect question. And the reality is we start with that question in mind. And we've talked about this in the VK rank survey, right? We start with making sure that the owner has the exact same concept of what this industry is what this property is to them and how we're going to approach the guest, right? So we start by being fully aligned with the owner, meaning by the time it comes down to there's an issue and there's a rub, typically we're all on the same page, certainly us with the owner, and we're doing everything to make the guest experience great. So you look at it and say, there's no real disconnect. When it really comes down to a disconnect, I think they're going to be fairly minor. But if you start with absolute alignment at the top to say, Here's what we expect from you. We expect enough chairs for occupancy. We expect the more than the basic kitchen wares. We expect that you're going to reinvest 2% of the money back into the unit every year. We're going to review the surveys together. We're going to look at rate management. You know that the number one most important thing we can do is get repeat guests. And we have, that's the owner. The owner has to go through a survey and rank these things on a scale of one to 10. So you look and go, if we all agree that repeat business is the number one way to, to keep our business healthy, they're going to be aligned with us. And again, attracting the right guests to bring in the right guests. And I think the one last thing we're sharing, certainly from our perspective on the difference is we are all in. And if you follow us on LinkedIn, you know this unreasonable hospitality is coming and we're going to carry it into the industry. We've we have launched it. We have launched it as part of our culture. We've launched it as part of our touch with the guests. And we're watching it work. We're sending postcards out. We're doing small little gifts to, to guests as we hear them just mention something to us. And it's amazing, right? We sent out a simple postcard from a guest or a potential guest that wanted to book, but wasn't real sure, a little bit too much. And we just said, hey, thanks for calling. The agent said, hey, there's something special about this one. Sent him a postcard and said, thanks for calling. Just know that we're here and ready when you are. Sorry, this one didn't work out. They called in this morning and booked that unit without fighting about price, booked it and done. So you look and go, it's the small things that matter all the way through. Mm -hmm. also yeah, if I could touch on that one too, Conrad, I think that there's, it's interesting when I think back in, in the history of this industry, I think that there's a fear that homeowners and property managers have that you're going to have these guests that are going to have come into your units and really tear the units apart. And over my 16 years in the industry, I have to say that the vast majority, 99%, of guests are just really good people trying to have a good vacation and enjoy your property. So we're not going into this with the expectation that we're going to have problems, especially with the curated group that we have. Now, sure, we'll have challenges. There are always challenges in hospitality. But when we get that survey and when we know that the homeowner is focused on this property as a business in the same way that we are focused on this as a business, 
then we make business decisions and we make the right business decisions to make sure that the guest has a great experience. And then to Scott's point, if the guest has a great experience and we do these extra things, Unreasonable Hospitality, if anybody hasn't read it, go out and read it. It's a fantastic book, but it's this focus on building relationships and building communication and building trust. That's what we believe is the most important with the guest. And that translates all the way to the homeowner. So when we do that, we're building not only the relationship with the guest, but we're building repeat guests so that they start to come back. We want to move away from OTAs as much as possible and get into direct bookings. It's beneficial for everyone, the homeowner, us as the property management company, the guests. We're all making more money. We're all spending less money. It just makes more sense if we can get to a place where direct bookings happen and that comes from great guest experiences, repeat guests, word of mouth. We're going to build that through the activities that we do on a daily basis. Yeah. And like from my own experience, all the clients that we have that high that have high direct booking percentages do a great job of building the brand. And we were talking about this, I think, before we hit record on your side, Scott, just go look at the reviews of companies that get a lot of direct bookings. And you can usually see it 4.8 out of 5 on Google, 4.9 on OTA sites if they do leverage those a little bit, right? They're providing good experience. So people go, oh yeah, when you go there, there's a lot of operations. Pick this one. That's what you want to build so people know, ah, this is a trusted name that people can actually go with. Where can people learn more about Del Mar Beach Vacations? It's on a different domain. Obviously, I'll put a link in the show notes, but anything that you guys want to pitch there, if a potential owner is listening, where should they reach out? Yeah, yeah I'd love to. And I'll just point out, Del Mar is mm-hmm. for Delaware and Maryland. It's a nice term that- Who came up with that? Was that you? I uh, know, Scott, because that's what the locals okay. use for that. But what I will also okay. point out is that it also means- of the beach. So there's a double meaning from Spanish that is, that, that is correlated with that. So with that said, the the website is delmarbeachvacations.com, delmarbeachvacations.com. You can find more information there. You can find a form to contact us. You can find our phone numbers. We would love to talk with you. Phenomenal. Anything else, Scott, to add in here? Or does that put a good kind of overview into the Delmar process and just sharing here a little bit on art of hospitality behind the scenes of the vacation rental brand side of things? Yeah, no, I think it's perfect. And we're excited. And again, the right-minded and like-minded owners that are fit, we're excited to work with them and really bring change into the Ocean City and Delaware market. Right. Someone's listening and they know someone in that market or they can refer over to you guys. I'm sure they're going to be put in good hands there. So we'll put a link to the the PM website, obviously in the description, you can tap the link there and check it out. And if you appreciate this episode, different one, but if you appreciated it, we always appreciate reviews. So if you can go to your podcast app of choice and leave a review, we also super appreciate that. That's all we have for this one. We'll be back next week with a more traditional format. And we thank you for your time and attention and listening to this particular episode.